Thank you for tuning in to the Dust Sign Podcast. My name is Dustin Mater and I'm a visual artist. I've always been fascinated by the creative muse and where it comes from in myself and others. In tonight's episode, we'll be speaking with the graphic artist Kella D about life, graphics, and the future of design. Thank you, Kella, for coming on tonight. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Um, well, let's start off how we normally do on this. Uh, we're going a little freestyle tonight. Who are you and what do you do? Oh, gosh. Oh, my name is Kelly. <laughs> Kella D. Kella. Um, and I paint, I draw. That's really, that's really it. <laughs> Well, I, I really enjoy your your prism that um, your work goes through. Um, I really appreciate um, seeing the mound-building aesthetic in 21st century design. I really try to incorporate that in my own work, and when I see others doing it, and doing it so well, I mean, it looks so effortless, effortlessly <laughs> way, the way you do it. And, like, that one where you're, you know, you're cosplaying with your painting, Holy uh -huh. crap! That is just that's <laughs> that's so uh, iconoclast. It's just it's such a cool um, visual. Um, Thank you. How long have you been doing um, the graphics? Um, I'd say, oh wow, maybe like ten years. Not like not as good as I have been <laughs> in the past three years, but. Yeah, for quite quite some time. Right on. Um, what are you doing to be a good ancestor? I know we're kind of jumping right into like some uh, deeper waters here, but yeah. <laughs> um, what what are you doing? Like, what is? Um, I'll let you speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, I try to not think about what I'm myself doing. Oh, that's kind of weird. Just, um, um, I'm trying to use the language in everything that I do, and I hope that that, like, that's a big thing for me is language, and I hope that whatever I use, people pick up on, and I hope that somehow... I spark an interest in younger people to pick up the language and learn it and save it because it is in desperate need of being saved at this point. So I'm just trying to, and also I'm trying to create content for young Cherokee people, young native people, because um, we're, we're not represented very well. And so... I'd like to give us accurate representation, especially um, women, because I am yeah. a woman. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, I'm just trying to just trying to get us equal representation and accurate, and not um, 
make us not seem i mean we are pretty magical but we're not like these mystical <laughs> creatures so i don't know yeah yeah we none of us at least none i've found so far you know make like uh fart rainbows or anything like that yeah yeah <laughs> Um, and I've, I've never met one that didn't have to pay taxes either. So, <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, what are some of the themes that you are pursuing in your work? Like, is there like, uh, I notice like for, for me, the little details is what really, it just gives you that, that, that special, um, your touch on it, you know, having the women um, painted in a way that they're, they're, real in a sense their their proportions they're not like sexualized or uh, uh made into like cheesecake kind of thing they're not the uh-huh. the the even in the one where you said your 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 grandmother was a coachella princess the uh-huh. uh the way you did that even though you know it, it the woman wasn't like um it wasn't made to be overtly titillating it, it i mean it was uh-huh. you know it kind of had that hinge but it was like I don't know. There's just something cool about uh, the way you portray your women with the, I mean, down to like the finger tattoos to the arm tattoos um, to just like the way the curves of the bodies and the design itself, it speaks, you know, it just speaks volumes in in your work. Um, But what are some other themes that you are pursuing in, in your piece? I just want strong women represented. I want that to be a thing. And I'm very, I almost want them to look like, cause I'm big and like a uh, comic book style stuff. Like I, they look like heroes. I want them to look like someone new. Like that was the whole point of cosplaying as a painting was like, that's what I want to be like. So that's what I'm going to dress like. And that's kind of a, a thing and like I like to use war clubs <laughs> in a lot of my stuff mm-hmm. um like not necessarily as like um, like violence but um I just think that it's uh, I don't know it's a strong it's it's an, it's an intimidating weapon and like to see a woman have it is pretty cool I mean, I do think it's cool. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, really just strong women. And then, like, them being in groups, like, not, like, there's something about sisterhood and, like, womanhood and being, not being divisive and, like, being together. That's a big thing for me, too, is I want them to look like they're friends, they're sisters, they're something. They're not against each other. And, like, how I, um, something that inspired me to make them real and, like, tatted up and all of that is just the images I've seen of Native women. And it's usually over-sexualized or some sort of impossible body like so, like no one looks like that you know what i mean like yeah. i want i want my women to look like people i know i want them to be i want them to see themselves in in art because they are art and, yeah yeah 
because like we have little we have little girls that see that stuff and they they're like I don't look like that like I I don't you know so I want them to see I want them to have a positive body image and cultural image. <laughs> well, I have to I have to give you a little props. My my daughter she's eleven or she's going to be eleven this year um, in a couple months, and she is a, a big fan of your um, fox. Uh, oh. uh, girl with the, with the mask, that uh-huh. uh, because her name in Chickasaw is Cholahoma Malili, which means running red fox, and cool. um, she's always and when she does stomp dance or whatever, she wears like her. She when she was little, she would wear a, a fox tail, when she would stomp dance, and um, so she is like, uh, we've always tried to show her strong women, and whenever uh. We have an opportunity to show like contemporary ones. I, I, and so she's into the graphics. She's always been around art, and so she really digs your graphics. Um, so whenever I get together uh, and get to actually see you or something, I want to get some some stickers from you. But I'm gonna I, at the very least, I'm gonna have to get some of your painting or your drawings uh, prints because uh, yeah. she she really digs uh, your designs. So I think she was asking if you make a T-shirt. Oh, yeah. People have been asking me that for a while, and I i mean, I guess I should. That's a good idea. But that, that makes me feel so good to know that she likes that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're hitting, you're hitting definitely that, um, that sweet spot where people are really identifying with your work. So, you know, awesome. please do what you're doing because that, it is so cool. Thank you. Thank you. I've been worried about it for quite some time. <laughs> so is there any projects that you're working on right now that you want to talk about and share with the audience? Um, let's see. I've been trying to do um, Cherokee comics, like just do small comic strips all in the language. And um, trying. I'm not, I haven't finished anything yet. But And then I'm working on bigger paintings, like... I want to go bigger with what I'm doing because of the bold lines. I feel like it would be even better if it was bigger because I work pretty small. I mean, 18 by 24 is as big as I've gone in a while. Yeah. So like going way big with something like that, I think would be more impressive. Is is there like a medium that you prefer? Um, Because I noticed your work is pretty eclectic. You're in um, all sorts of... Uh, um, mediums is is there a preference um I think I prefer to paint because I can get the colors that I want and it's therapeutic to paint um and I just use acrylics because I don't have the patience for oils anymore like if I could do an oil painting I would but I just I can't wait for it (laughs) I'm with you Um, I'm with you (laughs) but I love um drawing just like with a pencil like that's like where I think my stuff looks like it's more alive when it's just a drawing but I feel like it's not as hard hitting unless it has ink on it like yeah unless it's bold definitely I don't know I need bold lines I need them things to be um outlined and like for sure (laughs) yeah the comic the comic side of you is kind of coming out in there (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) And, like, I'm a huge, like, I love cartoons, 
like I'm a big Simpsons fan so like that's like a big influence on my style I think is just those colors and then just growing up watching so many cartoons and that's just like I started making comics when I was like 10 or 11 so that's awesome I just started it was um let's see I think I made 10 of them and they were about a girl named smart girl who was just really smart that was her power and she had a sidekick name and it was a turtle and his name was titanium turtle (laughs) because I I think he was like a cyborg or something I can't remember the whole thing but I think I made like 10 and like when I was in grade school we would just kind of pass them around and people would read them so so I've been doing comics for a little while I need to get back into it actually that's pretty cool well uh, I I really enjoy your podcast thing too I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that could you talk a little bit how that kind of got started and um, maybe um, give more backstory to the audience of uh, you know the show's title and kind of the subject matter you guys are uh, talking about oh yeah Um, I I guess co-host a podcast called the okay browns with my friend Jessica Sanchez and um, we've been friends since college and uh She's she's in a band called June Falls with her husband, and um, we've talked about working on stuff together before. Like we were gonna start a band at one point, and then we just have similar we have similar tastes and things and beliefs. And she just kind of approached me one day and was like, she just said, "Would you like to be? Would you like to do a brown girl podcast with me?" And I was like, "Sure." And like it's it's called the OK Browns because we were literally sitting there trying to brainstorm ideas and she was like, I want it to be about how we're brown in the Midwest. And so I was like, we're in Oklahoma. And I just said, I, I think we both kind of talked about the okay Browns, like we're okay, (laughs) (laughs) but we're in okay. And so it also kind of sounds like a sitcom. And so sometimes we try to put skits or things like that in our, podcasts um because it's also about representation we talk about a lot of stuff like that being brown and like um something we've uh, we haven't really addressed it yet but um i think we've been questioned about it but like uh it's about being brown but that doesn't mean like because we're pro brown doesn't mean we're anti anything else we're just trying to um i guess relate to other people who have these issues as brown people and um so we talked about representation in an episode um the latest one our third episode was about cultural identity um and being confused or because jessica's um jessica is hispanic and she grew up with uh her white family so Mm -hmm. she didn't really know much about her culture yeah and i just didn't grow up close to i guess traditionalists Mm -hmm. um so i never felt like i was completely native or completely cherokee because i didn't know anything yeah and like you don't know i never really felt like i had 
like I had the right to be a part of it so late in life. I mean, I'm 27, but like it still feels late. Like if I didn't grow up with it, can I really be part of it? Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but we're we talk about dealing with that and um, and um, also just being women and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I, I really have been enjoying listening to your podcasts. Um, uh, it, it's definitely, it's just refreshing to hear this perspective and this angle um, and, you know, this part of America. Um, it, it's, it's just really cool. This is something that I know that um, uh, countless generations of women prior, um, you're living those dreams and you're, you know, you're, you're, um, you're giving voice to the ancestors by doing this kind of stuff. And that's, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's very, um, admirable and is on that kind of like that path of the, some of the stuff that we talked about as, uh, artists. Um, I've, I've noticed a lot of tattoo, um, aesthetics in your work. Um, would you care to talk about how in relation uh, to tattoos, you know, you are, um, how do you feel with the cultural tattoos? Um, I know for me, um, I look more like my father's side than I do my mom's. My mom was identifiable. My children are identifiable. I look like my dad. Um, but I always kind of had that kind of split view where, you know, I looked like a non-native person. Um, but I never felt connected really with that side, especially when I moved to Los Angeles, I, I didn't feel like I had anything to offer when I left, uh, Oklahoma. Um, I wanted to draw monsters and robots and superheroes and I uh -huh. moved, moved to California to try getting an apprenticeship at, at when Disney still had its animation apprenticeship program back in the, the day. Uh -huh. Um, and, and that never worked out, uh -huh. but, uh, um, uh, I, I didn't think I had anything to offer until I worked uh, on an animation for the Paiute nation. And that's what kind of got me on that path of being hungry for, um, doing stuff like that. I think being away from home for me, um, you know, really made me miss it more. And anyways, I, uh, uh, I got a sun circle tattoo on me and that was like, I finally felt comfortable in my own skin. And, um, uh, for me, it, it shows my, uh, in Chickasaw, I would say the Chihololi, for my Nafki and Antique, you know, my love for my brothers and sisters of, of this uh, community, you know, and their reflection back to me. And, you know, um, it, it just made me feel comfortable in my own skin and having that physical, uh, um, you know, visual connection. Um, there's something special about it and empowering. Uh, and uh, um, to me, it seems like we're kind of picking up what was once, you know, virtually stolen from us um yeah so uh, would you care to kind of talk about that yeah like um i think it's all like about reclaiming reclaiming revitalizing um like i'm a language advocate and i'm a tattoo revitalization person like um because that's I'm, I'm not telling everyone to get a tattoo or like that it's your tradition only if you have tattoos, whatever. It's just something that I don't think should be, um, what do you call it? Criminal? It's not criminalized, but, um, like where you 
people look down on you um, yeah because that's culture it's um identity um like our word for it in cherokee means my name as it's written Mm -hmm. so that's what my signature is on my art it's my tattoo on my arm which is um their sunbursts and uh it's on my right arm because that's what i draw with i draw with my right hand and the sun is like like super important and is what why i'm here (laughs) why i'm alive i guess like and so and again like like you said it's like something that was stolen from us they're like they basically made us feel like um I don't know, just that we were wrong for everything that we were doing and made us cover up or made us not be who we were. Yeah. And, um, I, I think part of it is also a little bit of uh, our own doing, you know, in order to survive. And yeah. you can look at some of the pottery and some of that late era stuff. And even the pottery and the artwork and the functional artwork became very minimalistic in design. Um, towards the the era of removal and afterwards it kind of seemed to um, have less of an importance at that point and more of just holy crap we got to survive yeah yeah that makes sense too and, and like <clears throat> like people talk about the warrior tattoos like how we probably like some people say we shouldn't get certain tattoos because we didn't earn them but it's like we don't um kill people all the time like a lot of them were like documenting war like kills and stuff and it's like we don't do that anymore but like um I finished college I think that's a kill um I got a degree I think that's a kill you know like it's like accomplishments and I think that's it right there that's it right there um it's I don't know and we're um you know adapting (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, the only thing I've read that was very, very specifically the warrior class only was like that mace, you know, that war club mace design uh, was on the right arm um, from what I've read in some of these like um, documents and, and some of the conversations was that that was the only uh, real design that was like for the warrior class. And uh, um, I'm sure, you know, there's there's others. But at this point, you know, we have to give new meaning to some designs because it's been the you know the ether of time has stripped away maybe some meaning and where we're left with but fragments and we have to breathe new life into some of these you know it it, this isn't the first time in any culture that they breathe new life into um, um, old designs I mean my goodness how many words are from the dead language of Latin that are in like modern use in you know English and German and French and you know you name it yeah (laughs) um what's your what do you hope uh uh in the next 20 years uh people will uh, gleam from your work or maybe maybe a better way to ask is like what do you hope for the future in the native art community or um nationally as as um um an american even Uh, what is what is your hope for the arts and what you're doing and how you have an effect. Like, what do you want to see in the next 20 years? Hmm. I want to see native art 
just like not separate from fine art or anything else <laughs> like not because uh, I hate to even just call it native art but it is it's from our perspective and then I like for it not to be appropriated or for people to I don't know let it let us tell our story yeah um as far as my, I don't know about my stuff. <laughs> I'd like to be a part of that movement or like spark part of that, but um, yeah, I would hope to be one of the pioneers of something like that. But well, I've I really feel like there's the renaissance going on, and I mean it's been building for the last twenty plus years. Um, you know. People like Dan Townsend and um, oh, uh, he's the first one that comes to mind just because he's the one that inspired me to start shell carving, and he's a um, a, a Cherokee artist uh, who um, got me into the shell art. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it, it's all those forebears that came before uh, in all the different um, southeastern tribes. Um, that uh, uh, is why we have the opportunity we have today um, with what we're doing. Um, but um, is there anything you want to add? How can folks get a hold of, uh, purchase your awesome work or to see more of your work? Um, can you also give your um, Instagram where they can kind of maybe see your new stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, my Instagram is at sideshow underscore kel um that's k-e-l um and there's a link to my i have a online shop uh and there's a link to it in my instagram bio it's a i don't know the shop address i should but and then i have a facebook art page that is uh kela d art um Kayla D is K-E-L-A-D-I. Um, yeah, and I post as much as I can on that one. I post more on Instagram, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Inst- Instagram's fun. It's like you can kind of get in, get out really quickly, and you don't have to yeah. to linger on with the, like yeah. you do Facebook. <laughs> Well, Kelly, I really do appreciate you coming on tonight. It's been fun to talk with you. I'm sorry it's been a little bit more uh, uh, abstract than we've had in previous conversations um, on this podcast. Um, But please come back, um, and especially whenever you have uh, other projects coming up. Um, For sure. Yeah, it was really fun. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Once again, thank you, Kella, for coming on tonight. I really appreciate you coming on for tonight's episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and waiting on uh, the newest episode to come back on. Thank you to the Tricky Martian Trio for the intro music to tonight's episode. Till next time, Chapisa Lecho.